Hey guys, Tony Henley here, and just want to give you another um, little brief episode today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the qualities of a man of influence. We know that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, as John Maxwell says. And us as believers, we're called to be um, influencers. We're called to influence people, to be a blessing. We're called to uh, set the uh, standards to set the um, the atmosphere of wherever we're at because we're called to be light and salt. So if we're in darkness and we walk into darkness, we bring the light with us. And um, God wants us to um, be a positive influence in people's lives. Now it could be in your home. You might be a, a parent that is um, you know, teaching your children at home right now. You're called to influence those kids in a positive way. It might be on your job, could be in your school, wherever you're at, you're called to be an influence. Um, and you know, it is possible. Sometimes we, we look at, um, you know, we look at the word influence or leadership and we think, man, you know, how can I make a difference in such a big world? Um, there's so many people out here, so many that are more vocal, some have more experience. You know, it's interesting, my son and I, we uh, did a, a YouTube video this weekend on uh, Jeremiah. And one of the things that uh, God told Jeremiah when he called him, Jeremiah said, you know, how can this be, Lord? How can I take uh, your word to uh, Jerusalem when I'm but a youth? And the Lord told him, say not, you're, but, you're, you're just a youth. And he touched him and empowered him. And that brings me to a scripture in Matthew 19, 26. It says, with God, all things are possible. So with God, all things are possible for you and I to lead wherever we're at, to be influences in a positive way. Um, I want to look at a couple characteristics of a man of influence or qualities of a man of influence from the life of Paul. You know, Paul lived a life of obedience to the Lord's commands. Now, as believers, one of the things that one of the qualities that we're going to have to um, exhibit is being men and women that um, live a life of obedience to God's commands. And how do we know His commands? Number one is we look in His scriptures. Um, so for instance, the Bible says to uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then it also says love your neighbor as yourself. So if we, love our, if, we, if we say that we don't love our neighbors, we're not being obedient to God. If we're not being generous with others, we're not being obedient to God. If we're not um, winning the loss, we're not being obedient to the scriptures or God. If we, um, you know, if we do contrary to whatever God's word says, then we're not obedient to his word. But not only that, obedient individually. You know, sometimes God calls each one of us to do certain things. Um, you know, to, I remember, uh, I believe it was John Bevere years ago told the story. Uh, he was a diehard uh, cowboy fan and during the middle of the game, or at the end of a game, his team was just getting ready to win. And the Lord said, I want you to shut off the TV and go spend time with me. And he said, Lord, you know, I'll give you two hours once this game's over. But see, God wasn't looking for sacrifice. He was looking for obedience. And I believe that's the way God wants to move in all of our lives. He wants us to be obedient um, to him. And I'm going to tell you, there's a reward. Sometimes it doesn't come right away, but there's always a reward when we're obedient to God. So another quality of a man of influence is a life of service to others. You know, men that, and women that um, are a, that influence others is, you know, they serve. They serve others. They 
they're not looking for position or title, but they, they're looking to serve others um, in the kingdom. Now, that doesn't mean you go mow everybody's lawn or that doesn't mean, but you know what? We, we help each other. You know, so many times as leaders, and I've said this in other podcasts, we can get uh, we can get blinders on. You know, we can only look at what we're trying to accomplish. Do you know what I found is when I help others, and I, Zig Ziglar even said it, he said that if you help enough other people, then you'll, uh, you'll see your uh, goals accomplished or your purpose. You know, when we help others, the, what it does is it does a lot of things. Number one is it, it activates uh, the, you know, the law of sowing and reaping in our life. Number two is it also um, allows us to be um, introduced or uh, exposed to other people's ideas and what, what they're doing. But not only that, you know, God said, uh, he said it's better to give than to receive. So when you and I give, we see, um, we see God work in our lives as well. And serving others is, is so important. A life of meekness and humility. You know, one of the things we need to realize is that uh, God wants us to live a life of meekness and humility. You know, the Bible says that Moses was one of the meekest men alive. Um, that doesn't mean that he was weak. That means that he uh, was meek in the sense that he understood that um, he understood that God was his source. He understood that uh, he didn't he didn't part the Red Sea. God did. That he didn't bring the plagues. God did. He was just merely obedient to whatever God told him to do. Um, humility is such a um, you know it's it's a word where uh, a lot of times we think we picture humility as being passive, weak. But humility is really acknowledging that God is, he's our source. You know, we, we move, we move our feet, you know, God, here, here's, I like what T.D. Jakes said. He said, uh, God has never, uh, he's never built a chair. Now he produced a tree, but it was up to you and I to cut it down and make that chair. But what happens a lot of times is we realize, we begin to look at the chair and say, look what I did. But the reality is we could have never done it had God not created that tree so meekness and humility is understanding that god is our source that god plays a big part in whatever we're doing another quality of a man of influence or woman of influence is a life of prayer you know we can never um you know paul lived a life of prayer you know we we look at um ephesians colossians um there's recorded prayers where he's praying for the believers um he talks about spending time with God in his presence. Philippians 4, 6 talks about, you know, being anxious or careful for nothing, but all things through prayer and supplications. You know, let our requests be made known to God. But how, how about Jesus? Jesus was a man of prayer too. The Bible says that he uh, would um, go off by himself and, and pray. And that's how you and I need to live our lives, a life of prayer. It's when you pray, you're spending time with God. And when you spend time with God, not only talking to Him, but listening. You know, one of the things we ask, we ask God to help us oftentimes. We say, Lord, give me wisdom. But we never get quiet so we can hear what that wisdom is. You know, God wants to speak to us just as much as we want to speak to Him. And it's important that we as believers take that time to uh, spend time with God. You know, when I was in Bible college, a man uh, came and spoke to our um, chapel one uh, Friday, and he made a comment that so stuck with me. He said, you know, when I graduated college and I started pastoring, I realized everybody wanted my time. He goes, people wanted, you know, they, they called, they came by, 
the church, you know, so many people in the church had needs. I had to be involved in community. I had to take care of my own family. He said, and, and my time would just go. He said, so what I began to do is I, I lived on a schedule. And then one of the first things I did, the very first thing I did in the morning was I scheduled time with God. And that's what you and I have to do is in our busy world. We have to make that schedule. I'm not talking about a religious um, performance. I'm talking about taking time to spend with God. I've heard people say, well, you know, you don't need to do that. But, you know, you have to you have to make a date with your wife, don't you? So why not spend time with God? God is just as real as your wife or your kids. So spend time with God. You know, whether it's the beginning of the day or the end of the day, for me, the beginning of the day um, serves me best because that's how I need to start my day. Uh, man, and being a person of influence is also being um, living a life full of faith and trust. You know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you and I need to spend time in God's Word. We need to spend time uh, around people that are faith-oriented. Uh, we need to be around other believers. We need to be in the house of God. We need to um, take time to, uh, to um, be with people that are of faith. And not only that, we also need to, um, as we begin to build our, um, our faith, and our faith begins to grow, we, we, we put our trust in God as well. You know, faith is stepping out. Um, a little eight-year-old boy said, faith is reaching out where nothing is and coming back with something. You know, it takes trust to do that. And the more you serve God and the longer you've trusted God, the longer, the longer you've had faith in God, the more you're going to be um, able to trust Him that He's going to come through when God says. And I heard somebody saying the other day, you know, a lot of times we're always looking for what's next but God says do what you're doing now take that first step and I'll show you what's next we never see what's next until we step out so we live a life full of faith and trust also um, a life of empowerment by the Spirit you and I need the Holy Spirit in our lives more than ever before he empowers us we know according to Acts uh, 1:8 that he empowers us to be witnesses to him for him uh, the Bible says this it says in John 4 that salvation is like a fountain. You know, the water doesn't flow out, but it washes and cleanses itself. So when we come to Christ, that fountain cleanses us of all our iniquities. But in verse in chapter 7, there's a shift when it talks about the Spirit. Jesus said that out of your bellies will flow living water. So when we have the Spirit of God, He empowers us to where the river flows out of us into a lost and dying, parched world. People that need Christ. And we're witnesses. We're witnesses. Uh, we have the power, empowerment of God to be witnesses, to share the gospel, to do what God has called us to do, to step out in faith. He empowers us to live a life of victory and reign here in life. Uh, we're not meant to be here as, um, you know, a doormat to the devil. We're not meant to be here as a uh, just get by. We're meant to be to reign as Christ. Um, wants us to reign. He wants us to reign in, in His kingdom. And we bring His kingdom to this world. His kingdom preaches to the poor. His kingdom clothes the, the, the ones that, not, that are not clothed. His kingdom brings the, the word of God to the, to the poor and downtrodden. But it doesn't just bring it to them. It changes them because the Spirit has empowered us to do that.
Next is Paul lived a life of loving and studying the scriptures. Now listen, it's great to listen to people on audios teach the scriptures. It's great to do all those things, but I want to tell you what I learned early on is I learned that really where um, the uh, revelation comes of Scripture to where the Holy Spirit reveals things to me is when I not only read the Scriptures, but I study the Scriptures. There's a lot of great, great books out there on how to study the Scriptures. Um, I believe the body of Christ knows how to read the Bible, but very few know how to study because nobody's taught them. When I was teaching um, a church-based Bible college, uh, the biggest enrollment I ever had of any class was how to study the Bible. Uh, people that had been in church for 25, 30, 40, 50 years enrolled in that class because they didn't know how to study the Bible because they'd never been taught that. They'd been taught you know, how to do a reading plan for the year, but they'd never been taught how to study. And some people, you know, they... they um, you know, they, they need that uh, instruction in how to study the scriptures. Rick Warren has a book on uh, how to study. Kay Arthur has a book on induct, inductive Bible study. And there's other books on how to study the Bible as well. But I just want to encourage you, you know, find ways to study the Bible. You know, there's there's different areas we can study. Um, I like to study, do word studies. You can get some great um, dictionaries, uh, Hebrew, Greek, um you can get some commentaries that will uh, give you word studies. I love to look at word studies in the scriptures. I like to look at the culture of when the scripture was written or the book was written, who it was written to, why it was written. And then I have to, always have to look at how does it apply to me today. And that's how we, we, we look at the scriptures. So, you know, Paul had a, he had a, um, a love for uh, studying the scriptures. And I encourage you you don't know how to do that i remember a guy that had been in church for 20 years bringing his concordance to a class and he had never learned how to use it yet you know get you a strong concordance learn how to use it um, study do parallel studies uh, scripture c.s lewis says scripture interprets scripture so when you grab a hold of a passage um, there's another passage that's going to um, confirm that um, a man of influence or a woman of influence is also they live a life of modeling Christ-likeness for others to follow. They don't just talk about living um, a Christian life, but they, they model it. I think this is the best way um, in discipleship is modeling Christianity for others, modeling the life of um, you know being Christ-like. That's, uh, people need to see how you act on an everyday basis. Um, we can teach people, but... You know, we need to model it. Uh, parents, you need to model um, being Christ-like. That means not gossiping about others. That means not talking about others in a negative way. Um, that means not uh, using language or lying or, or doing those different things. But being men and women um, that give, um, you know, the example of Christ. Um taking that time and that's what you and I have to do is we have to take that time to model for our kids uh, and finally a life of faithfulness to the end Paul said I've fought the good fight I've finished the race so for you and I as if we're going to be people of influence um, we have to be faithful to the end you know one of the saddest things I've seen in the body of Christ over the years is people that start the race strong but somewhere 
in their journey, they, they battled some things. They've had some discouragement. They've had some loss. They've had some felt expectations. And they begin to not only slack off, but many of them quit the race. We want to be men and women that leave a legacy of finishing the race. You know, that's being faithful. And you know, I'm going to tell you, the reason those people that started burnout is because they're always looking for the, they're oftentimes are emotionally driven. They're looking for the big bang thing. They're looking for um, something big, the big ministry. You got to be doing this. You got to be doing that. Um, they're always looking at other people saying, they're not doing enough. I'm doing a lot, but they're not doing enough. And when you look at other people, and when you're always looking at other ministries and comparing yourself, you're always going to fail. You know, you know what keeps you to the end? Is steady plotting. Steadfast, steadfast dis- discipline. Daily discipline. The little things will keep you in the race till the end. So I want to encourage you today. You know, this, we covered a lot. But what we're going to do is um, during this week, we're going to do some shorter um some shorter podcasts and we're going to go over each one of them a little more in depth. Um, I pray that this is a blessing to you. You know, you can write these down. Um, I'll continue to uh, go over them uh, this week and each week we're going to be doing a little longer podcast on Monday and then throughout the, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, we're going to do some shorter ones that will um, support that bigger one. I pray that these podcasts are a blessing to you. I encourage you to go to our website, TonyHenley.org. Um, go to our uh, Anchor Podcast um, website as well. You can subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify. We're on all kinds of venues. Um, you can go out there. I encourage you to check out our uh, YouTube channel, AA Henley. My son and I, Seth, we do a weekly uh, pi- uh, weekly video on. Bible stories with Seth and Dad. He teaches a, he tells a Bible story with a lesson, and then I teach the lesson. And um, you know, our our goal is to add value to people, to equip believers to be leaders, um, and we're doing everything we can to do that. Keep me in prayer. We're we're uh, hopefully uh, we have some deadlines on our book. We're praying that we can uh, get our little uh, devotional out here uh, in the next couple months. Um, I believe that will be a blessing to you as well. Um, if you choose to donate, you can go to TonyHinley.org, go through our PayPal account, or you can go through our Anchor account as well. Um, whatever you give, it goes right back into the podcast. Um, maybe we can get some more equipment, do some things, one things we want to do. Um, and you can help us pray about it as we're wanting to um, do a backpack ministry where we give backpacks to the homeless with some goods in there to help them survive during the winter, which is coming up uh, here in a couple months. Um, also, we want to, uh, my little boy is, has a heart for the Samaritan's Purse. We want to send off a couple of, uh, as many as we can, shoeboxes uh, during Christmas time to some children that um, are less privileged. And uh, anyway, we just, uh, we want to thank you for listening. I'm so honored that you would take the time to listen. Uh, I pray that we are a blessing to you. And, um, Till next time, thank you.